Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi. <gasps> oh my gosh. We're together in Physically. person. Physically. So close. So close. I could touch you if I wanted to. I'm good. Thanks. So. I said if I wanted to. Sorry. I had no desire to. Okay. Wow. It's going so hard against it. Um. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Like we said, we are together in person, and you should head on over to watch us be together physically on the Patreon. You can see Melissa's gorgeous hot pink shirt. Thank you. Us sitting on the yellow couch together, reunited. You look great. Thank you. I did shower. Good. 
Thank you. It was probably the longest I've gone in a while. Don't share that with me. I had an olive oil hair mask in for my... I looked like one of those people who does like synchronized swimming on TikTok where they make their hair that like shiny, they dunk their head in essentially jello and it's like hard and shiny. And then it just doesn't move. My hair was down and just like wasn't moving. Well, it looks good now. Thank you. That's what matters. Pretty feeling very hydrated. Um, I did shampoo like five times in a row. I needed to. It was helpful. But does that counter the work that you put in? No, the ends of my hair were. Okay. They're feeling a lot better than they were. The top needed some loving. Okay. So welcome back. We're going to give you wonderful, amazing advice. This is Don't Blame Me. If you are brand new here, hi. If you're not new here, hello, bitches and whores and... I don't know. What's like a like a chummy word? Chumps. <laughs> what do we we used to call them? Little fuckers. We oh, haven't yeah. done that. All hey, time. little fuckers. Also, if it's your first time and you're like you hear us saying little fuckers and you're like, you know what? I might be the a first timer, but like I do self identify as a little fucker. Mm-hmm. It's a state of mind. You can whenever you're ready to become a little fucker, the community's here, open arms. But if we decide that we don't want you here, then we will kick you out. Oh yeah, yeah. We run it tight shit a tight shit because we like to have a community where people can talk about wild things Mm -hmm. that's what the facebook group is for that's what our patreon is for but we're bitches yeah that's what we've been told recently also (laughs) are you trying to tell you think we i know when we're bitches i know when we're not bitches Mm -hmm. and i won't but you're still listening i'm always curious and people are like you're just like so mean i'm like Cite your sources. Like, tell me when you thought I was being mean. Mm-hmm. Because, like, was I was, was it when I was unintentional? And I'm like, oh, I should have changed my word choice there. Was there anything constructive here? Or is it, like, my just whole demeanor? And then it's like, well, no, I chose my words carefully there. So what's the show, Megan? It's a show where we're going to give you wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice. Because in the middle of the night, when we are both wee little babies, these little fairies came to us. And they cast these magical spells... That we would be hot, gorgeous, funny, smart, intelligent, hilarious, and also fantastic at giving advice. And it's been a burden we've both been carrying for. It's tiring, to be honest. That's why we're always tired. It is. Like, you you might think you have the world on your shoulders. I would say I've got the world in Pluto. That's my favorite planet slash planet adjacent. You I have the universe. The entire intergalactic universe. Yeah. She carries the weight of the fact that also you know that you've got ties to aliens in space. I know, but I still just haven't got fucked by a ghost, which no. is I upsetting. wonder if the aliens and ghosts, they're fighting and they're keeping you from each other to that, live your full actually, potential. You know what? That makes no, that, that makes, makes a lot. There's makes like an so age-old rivalry sense. between the ghosts and the aliens. That makes so much sense. It's like they're both having like we both have equal ancestral claim mm-hmm. and we can't cross each other. Wow. Look at you coming to the wow. right conclusion. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. We do have some requirements before you call in slash send us a voice memo. Both iterations have to be under three minutes. We do recommend slash require slash plead slash desperately request beg of you to write everything down that you want to say 
read it out loud, time it, practice a couple times. Make sure you have all the information in there. You have to be 18 or over every parent's permission. I don't know if I already said that. We want you to include your ages. It's all anonymous. You can use fake names, pseudonyms. But if it's about like a relationship, how long you've been together, all those important details that factor in when you when you need to give advice, you know, like you're telling us for the first time. We don't have the backstory. If you're like, oh, you know, but then all this other stuff happened, but like I can't get into that. We need to know. Like think it's trial, like character witness. Like we not character witness. Testimony. Yeah. Whatever it is. I got a little lost, but testimony, I believe. Yeah, something. But like we need to know the backstory. We need to get a good sense of the characters, the roles, everybody involved so we can give you the best advice because we want to give you the best advice. We don't want to give you bad advice. If we accidentally give you bad advice, we didn't because you can't blame me. Impossible. Impossible. I want to watch that now again. I love that movie. And if you do a wonderful job, also you can listen to some previous episodes to get a sense of how people do it um, and then just read it on your call. And then you won't have to do it again, usually. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, actually all the time when people call and then they stumble up, they call again and they go, I didn't read it. That was my bad. I should have done it. Correct. No lies told there, Megan. Surprise. I love lying. <laughs> anyway, should we get into the episode? Now? Let's do it. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 24, pronouns she, her, and the guy in the story is Tom, 23, pronouns he, him. And my friends in the story are both 22, pronouns she, her, let's call one Jennifer and the other Tess. So I've been hanging out with Tom since the end of January, and we get along great. We love going to the gym together, hanging out, and then we sleep with each other exclusively. I've talked about this in therapy, and my therapist thinks this arrangement is good for me as long as it's not causing me anxiety which it hasn't and i'm really happy about that also as a note i have adhd and have difficulties with understanding why people do certain things and was diagnosed almost one and a half years ago and have only recently been getting help for the adhd straight in the beginning me and tom agreed upon the fact that we won't become a couple or anything since neither of us are ready for a relationship him not having gotten over his ex, who dumped him last summer, and me being emotionally unavailable. I've discussed this in therapy and with friends, as well as with Tom, of course, and that I've never felt the feeling of romantic love, and that I don't know if it is even possible for me to ever feel, since when reflecting back on all of my relationships, it has always been about my ego, and not if I'm actually interested in the other person. I've been very open with my friends Jennifer and Tess and Tom about our situation, but people still keep on teasing us about it, which I don't understand, both Jennifer and Tess as well as Tom's friends. I also have to keep on telling my friends after all of these months that this isn't a relationship and won't become one, and it's getting exhausting. Tess was previously with a guy for one and a half years, and she kept the same kind of agreement with the guy and I never questioned her about it. But now she keeps on asking me what I'm going to do if I catch feelings for Tom, and the likelihood for that happening is almost negative. Since I'm not emotionally available at the moment for anything serious, and I don't think I'm suddenly going to experience feelings which I've never experienced before. Do you think uh, she's projecting her past experience on me? How do I get them to stop commenting about it and doubting that we are just friends and won't become anything? It makes him uncomfortable when hanging out with my friends 
they can't just be chill with our situation, but has to constantly comment on it. I mean, why is it other people's business if we are friends with benefits or in a relationship? As long as I'm happy, I'd assume my friends should be as well. But they seem to be doubting me. Thank you for your advice in beforehand. I literally wrote projecting <laughs> when yeah. I was typing my notes. This would be a situation where I would personally just address it in front of everybody with him there and then leave it there. And if people don't get it, then that's it's not for them to get and just be like, ignore them. It's not their business. Like you said, they don't have any say in your relationship. They're just being annoying. They're just a nuisance. They're a little gnat and they're projecting their own feelings. Yeah. I think that you're probably in the case of people who they've have encountered her experience of catching feelings is relatively common. So, you know, I don't think it's ridiculous for a friend to bring it up one time, but the continuation of it, the issue is, is once you bring them in and talk about it, you can't control how then they talk about it afterwards. Like, it's not their business. And I think at this point, like, you just, if you want to keep talking I don't know how much you're still talking about it, but you're like, I've been open with them that this was like the situation. I think like a one time establishing it. But if you continue to talk about him and like you guys like hooking up and doing all of this stuff for them at this point, they're seeing that as an invitation for them to then comment on it. And it's like, well, it isn't any of their like business in that way. And like, it's just I don't think like I think you guys have a good thing going on and do you need your friends to be like a sounding board? Because it doesn't seem like these are the friends you go to if you need advice to talk about him. Like they've shown you those colors that like you've been open with them. And like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think you've now seen that like, oh, okay, now you've taken this as an invitation to totally not listen to anything I've said and like project and cast your own thing onto this. Like, okay, you're actually not someone I'm going to talk to about this anymore. But like, why are they bringing it up in front of him, too? I feel like that's like a... I think they think they're doing you a... Like they I think, know, but yeah. like, I, that, that's like an unspoken rule. No, when I would you're, like, be so mad. Like with your friends, it's like you don't bring up the things that you talk about with the with your partner and whenever since your partner is. But like you don't say things like that. No. I guess because y'all are all friends... I would, and, like even but, if like, you liked you them you and you wanted them that. to do that, like and you did have feelings, that's not how you do that. You no. know what I mean? Like, so I think they think they're doing you a so, like that they, they know better than you, but that's it's not the the case. No. I think you need to cut off their information source and like you said, like draw the line, have a sit down conversation. Like this is, I'm letting you know this is like where we're at. Like this makes me really uncomfortable. It makes him uncomfortable. And I'm not going to talk about this anymore. And if this comes up again, like I will physically remove, we will physically remove ourselves from the situation. I will physically remove myself from the situation. Like that's setting up a boundary. And I think that's just like at this point what it is because they're, they're projecting, she's projecting so much that she's not, she's not seeing it for anything other than her own situation. Mm -hmm. And I think in her head, she thinks if maybe someone else had said something that it would have ended her thing would have ended up differently. And again, even if you wanted that, her doing that is breaking code. Like that's already bad. She's super, super, super. She She's not seeing the situation 
for what it is or even what she wants it to like it's this is all projection mm-hmm. to the point like there's no actual like logic or like real care and thought put into it and you don't have to be a casualty of that just because like she hasn't processed her breakup right but i'm happy that you have somebody that like understands you and just work out and fuck that sounds yeah. like a great relationship to me yeah I also think that like you have a very like logical and valid reaction to like, you know, what if you develop feelings? You're like, well, I haven't before. So like, Mm -hmm. why won't like, I don't know that yet. And also there's not (laughs) like, there's not really a right answer to that question. It's like, I don't know, regardless of what you want out of something, you don't know that you're going to want that the next day or the day after that. Like it is just kind of all up in the air. So I would, I don't want to, I'm not trying to say that like when she's asking you is not a good faith question but that you shouldn't second guess your answer to that because there's no real answer to that kind of question. And like any of the things about like questioning about like, well, what happens if this and like what happens with this? Like, it's just like, who the fuck knows? Even in committed relationships, like nothing is guaranteed. Like people's feelings changes. People have different actions. Like there's all of these things that are, you can't predict or have be concise or really like cut and dry. So I, I would stand by your statements and how you feel like you're not reacting in any different way than anyone else would. No one can predict how they're going to feel. And like, you're doing what feels right for you right now. And they're just not the people to talk about it with. Shut up, Jennifer and Tess. Yeah. That's also the perks of friends with benefits though. Like I will say if you are having issues and you need friends to like vent to, to me, that is a high maintenance friend with benefits. I need something that is, or you're not just a lot of issues like saying how good it is. Oh, yeah, that's without a doubt. But like if it's like if you have like complaints and there's like, oh, well, there's this, this and this to me, that's that's a lot of effort mm-hmm. for something that should be a text message. And in my preference, a penetration, you know? Yeah. In my eyes, I see they go work out, get all those endorphins and hormones and What's it called? Uh, pheromones. pheromones. All the pheromones are spraying in the gym. Ew, they go to like the separate cafe. They go to the separate <laughs> locker rooms, shower. You know then, how I'm feeling about and this. And then topic. they leave. They're gonna fuck in the okay. car, and then they like. I just go want you home. to finish. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Here, you, I can't tell a sex story without finishing. What's the point? Then they get home they fuck some more and then Tess and Jennifer and the other friends like come over and hang out and then she's like on the high from that and then they're like oh I see some glowy tension here and she's like shut the fuck up but Jennifer and Tess just keep going it's like no we're just post-coital you know that glow I am not here to yuck anyone's (laughs) yums but like I know that it's a big thing for people that's like gym people date gym people and like you're like oh it's like so sexy and like we're so sweaty. I cannot express how like nobody fucking touch me, nobody look at me this in a is sexual not a story of No me. no, I know but I'm saying like even like if I like, came home like after like a workout and I was sweaty mom was like oh my god you look I'm like literally don't even like I'm like until I like scrub my entire body anew sensory wise the feeling of dried sweat on that's my body why i added that they showered in their separate locker rooms did you not hear that part no i did hear that part you haven't ever gone to play golf with Mott, and then you're like give me that armpit 
No, Melissa, like, so I no. Know. Anyways, happy for you. Keep doing what you're doing. Just tell less people. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month 
you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back. We're back. Hi. Look, we can say things in unison again. Are we ready for the second one? I'm ready. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 21 years old, she, her pronouns, and I just finished university and moved back to my hometown with my parents for the summer before I move away for grad school in the fall. I'm calling in for advice about learning to enjoy your own company and keeping yourself busy. I don't really have any friends in my hometown because not many of my friends from high school stayed here, and I do have a couple of really close long-distance friends. We FaceTime here and there, but I've been feeling more bored and lonely than usual back at home. For some extra context, I've been calling this my healing era because I've decided I need a break from dating and boys and really need to focus on not seeking external validation for my own happiness. I'm about to start a new full-time job for the summer, but it's in the customer service industry in an area that is very touristy in the summer, so it's going to be very socially draining. I'm hoping I'll make some friends at work because I usually do, but I wanted to ask if you have any tips on not getting too down on yourself or how to better enjoy time alone. 
I love the podcast and look forward to listening every week. Thank you. You've come to two professionals. <laughs> I literally, Mods went golfing. Um, what day is today? Tuesday. He went golfing on Sunday. And he was just, like talking about like, it was so great to get out of the house and like, you know, do the hobby, like hang out with people. And like, as he was talking, I was like, I don't think I've ever had that. And I was like, maybe I, maybe I need one of those. Yeah, I mean... You know, I was all revved up about going to play tennis and things, uh-huh. but then it rained and then it all that stop. got <laughs> washed away because I was because it's a monthly thing. So I was like, yeah. I can't just pay for a month. And then I don't know if, you know, that yeah. was going to but that was going to be my out of the house activities. But I really enjoy being with myself a lot. And I think what you need to do is kind of just like set your home or wherever you're going to be as a place of enjoyment because when I didn't enjoy my surroundings at home I did not like being at home yeah but I've now created like a very comfortable place for myself you know last in smart house it's smart ish I wouldn't give it brilliant level but it's smart ish you know give her two years and she's gonna be living in like Disney Channel original movie smart home yeah but just like like even I got a new toy. I don't know. You see the box right there. Did you get a Bissell? It is. Yeah. The ones that clean things like Was like a Did you watch my last vlog? No. Bitch. I it. Did you get one too? Bitch. I've, first of all, I was going to text you saying you need to buy this. And then I saw you have like a green little thing over there. And I literally went like when I an hour ago. I was like, oh, damn, I think she already got it. I wonder if I told her already oh, about mine. No. Melissa, I'm going to show you this clip. I haven't, prom- I was going to promote it on my Instagram, but you're going to see what Is came- this who your brand deal was with? No. Oh, God, I wish. Look what came out of the couch. Melissa, yes. watch me empty it. So we're talking about creating a healthy, like a comfortable place. Cleaning couches. <laughs> Cleaning couches. I have two couches, too. And one of them is suede. So we're, we have upholstery cleaners. We both have yep. Bissell's. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, Maya got the other, the one that's like the yeah. next one because you know, I'm I a know. little, I'm know. a little more particular about things. Yeah. But uh, I mean, this sat for year, like, like, like yeah. six months. I didn't use it yet. So okay, I finally did. So I just wanted like. I was like, I need to bring some more freshness into the home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I got this and I did the couches because pe- oh, you, Allison and Gabe all regularly sit on these couches. Yep. And so I was like, I need to do this one. And then my other couch is velvet. My other couch is velvet. And that just holds stuff. Yeah, and I've I was heard. like, I need to do I need to do that one. Actually, that was surprisingly not that bad yeah well i think the stuffing ha- is a little bit different it's so, yeah it's a, yeah. a very firm one mm-hmm. um and then i did my mattress oh my god why have you, you done that? your mattress no, Melissa, i've spilled first of all there's of course blood stains, blood my mattress. stains yes and then i've also spilled two full cups of coffee mm-hmm. on either side because then i had to flip the mattress over and then i was not allowed to drink coffee in bed anymore. That was a self-imposed rule. And then Mats and I have been doing it again recently because we're like, we will need a new mattress soon. And I'm a sweater too. Oh yeah. And so, so outside. I did it. And then I was like, I need to get, they have the other one that has oxy stuff in it. And bitch, so I, I ordered to, it. Good. Because I went to so many fucking targets looking for it and they don't sell it in any of the stores. And they yes, say they that they do. Yes. They say that they, they say, and they it's say in they stock. Do. No, it's not. It's not. I went to like so seven. I ordered it. 
it, it'll be here on Thursday. Oh my God, tell I'm me really, all about I'm it. I'm really excited about it. I have a good spot do- treatment that I bought that I then used the Bissell with just hot water okay. afterwards to kind of suck up the rest of it. Uh-huh. That worked really well. So I'll tell me how that one works. Yes. I'll send you a picture of my other one. I, I did sprinkle some. I tried to put some OxyCleaner in. Yeah. A, it's too thick. It doesn't yep. dissolve yep. fast yep. enough. So I couldn't do it. It's like, I got to get the cleaner. Yep. Very excited about that. But that all to say is that creating a clean, comfortable place brings me joy. Yeah. Being amongst my things that I like brings me joy. Having like items in my home that are just like comfortable, like all that makes me happy. And that all came from like the pandemic. I was in a place where that did not bring me joy and yeah. I had to be there by myself. Mm-hmm. So fine activities, you know, I have a light bright, I cook. Mm-hmm. I you've got candles, I've got different candles, scents I've different got and a massage chair. <sighs> I've got massage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's want she's tried to get rid of that so many times. And now you you're in your but no, you've actually you've been in your embracing your massage chair I've era. Embraced it. if I put a little um like cushion yeah. underneath me, it boosts me up so now it's better. Yeah, but yeah. then I don't get the full like foot, butt like, massage. Part. Oh yeah. The foot thing adjusts. So I'm oh, fine okay. with the foot. The butt thing doesn't get it. Yeah. But I'm like, I can just take then yeah, get off of time. it. Yeah, separate time. Longer massage. What else do I like to do? I write. She I makes almond milk. Make almond milk. I was including that with the cooking, okay. but I get technically well, it's not a cooking. Whole other endeavor. Yeah. Uh, baking too. Yeah, that's your plants. My plant. Well, they don't need to know that they're not too into hot. <laughs> they only do good when I send them outside. So I'm like, these plants are meant to be outside. So. Yeah. To have activities and you can also you can be home by yourself but also have friends online you can talk to people you can facetime people um you can find communities that you enjoy like mm-hmm. reddit we're both oh, yeah. very active on reddit the good side yeah the good side of reddit i don't even i don't no, even know you're how the to... one who fucking taught me you're like megan you will never see the bad side of reddit and i was like what are you talking about and i was like never gonna get out i was like i can't believe you're on reddit and then you were like get your ass on there i spend so much time on there and you're right Unless I accidentally swipe left and go to the trending page, mm-hmm. I'm never on the back. It's all good. Yes. It's a g- fantastic algorithm. Mm-hmm. They like really only show you. Kind of like TikTok, you know? Yeah. No, it's it, it, very similar. You're right. Yeah. It's very, very, very true. So I'm like someone, I'm not an introvert. Like I get my energy from like being around people, spending time with people. But like I have a hard time, like social, I have really bad social anxiety. But I also like, you know, will use a lot of energy if I'm in social interactions that I don't have I'm not totally prepared for I don't have like the control in so I opt for alone time a lot of of the time but I don't like like Moth is someone who like he likes just like reading a book peace and quiet like I I don't like that that so I have a podcast playing all the fucking time like I don't get the same level of like comfort from scripted things like I, if I'm watching something funny, I don't like watching something funny by myself. Like I want to watch it with someone else and then like, oh my God, like see the other person laugh. Like there's just something about that that's different for me. So I am playing podcasts on my phone, the video versions of podcasts constantly. And then I'm doing other things. And you said that you moved in back home. And even though it's only temporary before you go to grad school, I would take the time and maybe a little like money if there, if it's needed to change up your room a bit so it's not like you're moving back into your high school room Mm -hmm. and then you're also inadvertently comparing 
and feeling like you're back in high school, but then you said most of your friends aren't there anymore. And so like, it's just kind of a mind fuck. So it can be something as simple as like moving your bed to the other side of the room, like Mm -hmm. changing, like switching the sheet colors, dyeing the sheets that you have. You can use avocado pits to like dye. They, you know, they're gorgeous. It makes like a mauve color. It sounded like piss. Yeah, if you want that yellow color. I was like, what is avocado (laughs) piss? No, avocado pits. And changing the, the layout of your room if you're not going to spend I any do that money all the time yeah i oh my i used to do that Especially so much when i was in in yeah. high school or even kid wise mm-hmm. i'm reinventing do. myself every uh, yeah. like i'm constantly rebranding and like i have to do that sometimes i would even just like sleep backwards on my bed like i would sleep where my feet normally are on my bed and not move my bed like i will not do of that. course not but like uh, <laughs> you know I, the, the, you just have to like change up you, you're, it's so easy to get back into where you used to be and do a lot of comparisons. So you switch up that because you're not, you're living where you used to be, but you can't, you're not that person yeah, anymore. When I went home from college, I painted my room. Yeah. There's and, so and many got things. a new comforter and stuff mm-hmm. and it just felt, it gave a little refresh. Yeah. And like, you, I'm sure you could even ask like, you know, whoever's at home living there with you, like, oh, if there's any like old quilts that you can just like trade out. It doesn't have to be like your favorite thing ever, but mm-hmm. just, Something that feels different, something that doesn't have like totally remind you of everything and it can feel like a little bit new. So between that, like changing your environment to not feel like you're you're regressing or comparing it to a previous like life stage of yours and having like podcasts be like playing and doing like Melissa said, like involving in like communities, like social kind of stuff like online, I think is really important. But then starting hobbies and just trying new things, Mm -hmm. things that you've never tried before, whether like, oh, I'm going to do a puzzle. Like I'm going to do like, I'm some, don't be like me. Don't, unless you have ADHD in which you're already like this, you decide you're going to start something new and you like a lot of money and overhead and something then you never actually do it. But like a lot of things, like they're not too expensive. Like there are puzzle trading groups where you can like buy a puzzle and then you find a group on Facebook or something and people are exchanging puzzles that they've already done and doing things like that where starting and completing tasks, I find when I'm trying to figure out what I want to do or like have some sort of like structure to my life or like feel good about something, I start a project that I know I can finish. Mm-hmm. It might not be like the number one thing that I like I want to do, but I can enjoy it and like from start to finish and see the whole end result. And then it makes me, I'm more inclined to start something that might be longer or be more intricate or take more time that will not be done so quickly, but I will enjoy the process of it more. And also, this is my closing statement. Are you ready? Deliver it. Get you a towel, roll it up on the door. Best time, the best way to spend your time when you're just bored of nothing, masturbate. Oh my God, I was like smoking <laughs> weed? No, no, no. That's terrible. I mean, some people it's good, but paranoid. It's, yeah, no. That's for me. It's, it's a, a day, social. It's activity. a day ender. Like yeah. it's a. It's got to be like a social activity that I'm going to sleep. Yeah, no, not. Don't leave me alone with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I will lose my mind. I'll shave my head. Like I will. I have to rip all my skin off. Like it can't. It's not good. No, I see things that aren't there. Yep. Hear things that yep. are not there. Swear up and down. There's somebody knocking on my door. Oh my god! Sirens following me everywhere I go. And then when I get to a point where I start seeing my thoughts, nope, nope, mm-mm. nope, I'm under the covers and my but head that's is there. Fun when you're around other people, totally. And like th- you're out in the sun, you're not trapped in your home mm-hmm. where you're then you're like, I can't trust my home. Yeah, 
yeah, no. But yeah, masturbating is a great idea. It's a great way to pass time. It, <laughs> it really is. It makes you feel better. Yeah. If you want to take a nap, it's a great way to knock you out. If you want some energy, it's a great, great way to pump you up. Mm -hmm. So, nature's candy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I live in a three-bedroom apartment, and one of my roommates, we'll call her Allison, recently moved out of the city for another job. The three of us chatted about what we wanted in a new roommate and decided that Allison should be the first line of defense in finding someone to take over her lease. And after looking for a while, she told us that she wanted us to meet two potential roommates. The first one seemed really lovely, and she ended up pulling out of the conversation when she found other housing. The other potential roommate, Emma, was fine when we met on the phone, and even though she seemed nice enough, I couldn't help but feel like she didn't really fit the vibe of our apartment. But since Allison needed to move out within the week, I felt badly suggesting that I didn't want her to move in just because, despite not exhibiting any clear red flags, she seemed kind of annoying. Emma moved in about two weeks ago, and I feel like I'm going crazy. I work as a casting assistant, and so much of my job is just monitoring auditions all day and being super front-facing with actors, which I love, but it can be really exhausting since I am definitely not an extrovert. So when I come home, all I really want to do is spend time alone and decompress, but Emma and I are on a really similar work schedule, and every day when I get in, she's sitting in the living room, like, waiting for me. And I feel really badly because I can tell that she wants to be friends, but my room opens into a common area, so she just waits in the living room for me to come out so that she can ask me a bunch of questions about my day and the specifics of my job. Uh, I convinced myself for a while that I was being insane and that she actually just likes to be in our living space, but yesterday... When she was in her room, I opened my door to go to the bathroom, and she shouted for me to hold on, and then she came and stood in the doorway to the bathroom to initiate a conversation when I was trying to take a shower. I'm also kind of a neat freak, and she leaves every room that she's been in like a sticky, crummy mess, which makes me want to hang out with her even less. Is She technically follows all of our house rules. Like, she she cleans her dishes within 24 hours, but she'll, like, leave them on the coffee table instead of putting them in the sink. Just little weird things like that. And it makes me crazy. I'm always polite in conversation, uh, but I feel like I'm going nuts. And I'm hiding out in my room and ordering Uber Eats, like, every day just to avoid conversations and our gross living space and kitchen. And it's really hard because I want her to feel comfortable in our apartment and not like I'm policing her, but I also want to feel comfortable and I don't know how to strike a balance without making her feel bad. It also feels important to say that Lily practically lives with her partner, our other roommate, and she's never here, so she hasn't had to deal with any of this. I feel awful, but I'm also like going crazy. Uh, any advice? <sighs> My initial advice would be Anytime that you, and this is like your next living situation, anytime that somebody else is moving out, I think that you should take the initiative to be the one that's conducting the, that's getting the people and conducting the interviews because you're going to be the one that's left with the person. The yeah. person that's leaving is more concerned about filling their space as opposed to getting somebody that will gel with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think. It's time to instill some additional house rules. And boundaries. Yeah. And I think that like it needs to be approached in the sense of like, hey, so, you know, we've been living together for a bit now. And obviously, like we've never lived together before. We had our previous house rules. 
And I'm realizing that like, it wasn't totally fair for us to just assume that, you know, you would have nothing to add to this list. So like, you know, we've been living together for a while. Like, I definitely think there are things we should like update and change. And I want you to be able to have to have a say in that as well. And, you know, we obviously all agreed on this stuff before you agreed to the ones that we have established here before, but open up the floor to her to hear house rules that she would like to implement. And then you can add some of your own as well. That's a good call. And the first thing I would do is I would like, I think I, I, I mean, not, I think like one thing for me that's really important I want to add is quiet hours for me. I've never had to deal with this before, but like my work schedule, like obviously our work schedules are pretty similar and I'm like so drained by the end of it. And I am really worried that I'm coming across as rude and I don't want to be at all. But my other roommates, I've never actually had a roommate that had had a similar work schedule to me. So I've been able to kind of decompress from work. And by the time that my our other roommates get home, socializing in that way is much more doable for me. And I'm in the like space where I have the energy and the, the capacity to do that. So for me, that's really where I'm at. Like, and then saying things that like, you know, you have the 24 hour dish rule, but it's that the dishes within 24 hours are back in the kitchen and they're not like left other places and that it's vacuuming, sticky messes and those things. So I think that you, you, you're like, you're saying you don't want to police her at all. And she's driving you crazy. This would drive me crazy. I have a really hard time with like, I can't even do guests for that long. Like I I love being social and then I love coming home and being quiet when I want to be quiet, like talking when I want to talk. So this would, I would have a really, really, really hard time with this. But I also know (laughs) that like, I've had issues with roommates. And when they've brought it up, they've also had issues with me too. But I have a really hard time seeing my own behavior when someone else is like driving me crazy. And a lot of the things that I might be doing, I have no idea that they're bothering someone else. And then I'm like, oh, you might have no idea what you're doing is bothering me. I don't need to treat this as like something personal or something that like I'm really going to hurt your feelings because there are stuff you're going to tell me that I'm doing that like is not really working for you and I'm not doing it maliciously or it's not going to hurt my feelings to change this kind of behavior of mine. So I think that as long as I would strategically, I would give her the floor first, then I would share yours. But I would also be like, you know what? And like, if you've got anything else that like you want to add, like, add more like rules, like anything that you're open to, to that, because it will build resentment because no matter right now you're hiding in your room and she knows you're hiding in the room and she's going to think it's about her and it is about her. But for a lot of people, it's like, oh, maybe the response usually for people, (laughs) if you're retreating into that, it's like, oh, I need to be nicer. I need to try harder. So I think it's will backfire. The more you pull away without expressing it, I think the more she's going to come to you because she thinks you're mad at her for something and she's trying to make up for it with time and talking to you. Until that's like really established, I think it's going to get a lot fucking worse. I don't think... Because there's no cue to pick up on that you want some alone time unless you say it. Yeah, you have to let her know. You can't just retreat and... In a nice way, say that I, I, we were looking for a roommate, not a friend. <laughs> but like in, in like, like this is like when I come home, I need time to decompress. Yeah. I, when I shower, like that's time for me. 
do you act like do you want to be friends with her i i it doesn't seem like it but like if you do then like say like we can hang out like have specific times where you can hang out and maybe they're outside of home but like home is the place where you live and that's it i also wonder how the other roommates sold you guys to Emma like are you really close with the roommate who's moving away because Mm -hmm. then it might have felt like oh my god like we're all really good friends like Emma might have felt like she was stepping into that and also Emma that might not even be what she really wanted it might have been like what she was told the situation was like and she's trying to fill a position of the friend who's moved out so like there's just a lot of expectations that other people have and like I know for me the second that someone tells me that like oh, like, hold on, I'm going to, I'm doing something right now. Like, give me one second or whatever. Like, I have an innate need to, like, fill conversation space. Melissa does. And, like, you'll just be like, give me a second. I go, oh, my God, perfect. Like, the second that someone gives me the go-ahead to be like, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, great. Like, the weight's off my shoulders. But, like, I'm, I'm not, like, a nervous talker, but, like, I'm just, like, you know, I'm, I want to, I feel the need to entertain everybody. And so, for her, it might not even be like that's who she truly it it can be like the sense that like that's what she feels like she's supposed to do. But the the go, when you go to the bathroom and you've both been in your room and she opens the door and then stands there and yeah. talks, that's a little much. It's no, it's definitely a little much. And like I agree with you that like this girl's probably annoying, but when you pull away from someone without telling them, the response is usually I need to spend more time with them because they don't like me and I need to get closer to them. Yes. Communication is key. Like you have to, you have to let them know. Yeah. And you don't know how much of this is her character, who she is versus who she thinks she's supposed to be being in this situation. But when you all have the right expectations of each other, then you can all be yourself more and you can kind of drop the, the act and know that it's like a learning, it's a learning curve. And I will say like bad roommates are kind of just like par for the course. Like they're just like an unavoidable situation yeah. that happens. I'm guessing you're in LA if you're yeah. casting. And my list of roommates is, I, I've had to have that conversation. Yeah. I had a roommate who's like, oh, we really don't know each other. Well, like, what are your parents like? And I was like, leave big guy out of this. This is, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I just, I just said, yeah, we don't. That was it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I have a question. Is she an actor? If they have similar hours, unless she has like a day job, probably not. Yeah. I wonder if she's, if she has, even if she's not doing it right now, if she has a little bit of a performance based thing. Cause like Mm -hmm. I find her behavior incredibly annoying. Sadly, I relate immensely to that. Not in the sense that like, that's not even really what I want to do, but like there's a level of like, some people feel like they have to perform to get people to like them. And then when someone's not liking them in that, you can, you're trying a little bit harder and it's usually not even authentic to, to you. But some people are just annoying. Yeah. And that's the whole thing that it's like, at that point, I think you really want to be kind to her. Find out if this is really her. Give each other, you both work these things out. And then if she's still like that, then fucking do what you need to do, but then you don't have to feel any guilt behind like, oh, I don't want to hurt her feelings. How much time's left on the lease? I know. I, this might, it just might be the end of this. Yeah. That's what I'm like. How much time's left on the lease? Because then that also determines how you handle this. If you got a whole year left. Yeah. Do you like this apartment? Mm -hmm. Is she, did she just take over Allison? Mm -hmm. Did she just take over Allison's lease and then in the next lease, 
she would have to resign? Does she have equal rights to the apartment right. at this point? Yeah. If you are in LA though, and you are in the same industry, do what you can to not completely burn bridges. Right. She might be a big time producer next week. Mm -hmm. With that personality? Yeah. 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 She's getting money from people to make things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take another break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, 
we're back. Hi. Next call. Hi there. I'm the person with the very bad sound quality. <laughs> uh, calling in again. I have no idea what happened. I'm so sorry. It sounded awful to me, too, on the podcast. Okay, so I'm looking for advice on how to be not necessarily less critical, but nicer in my critiques. I I know that I'm a critical person, and I'm kind of okay being that way because I don't feel that I'm wrong in my critiques, and I do control myself. Like at work, if it's not my job and I'm not in charge of you, I leave it alone. But it's kind of more in like my personal life and not really so much with my friends, but with my family, more specifically my father. So as an example, most recently, I was over at his house. We were family cooking dinner Sunday evening and we're following a new recipe. This man brings out green onions instead of white onions and thinks that's an okay substitute. And then not much longer after that incident, he also brings out Italian sausage instead of chorizo. And both instances, I was just like very bluntly and like, but why? That's not correct. Why would you think that's okay? That's not a one-to-one. Those are different things. This is not like, and he didn't say anything to me, but there was a vibe. And I felt mean afterwards because like he wasn't trying to be malicious and I'm just trying to be accurate and get a good end result for a meal that I am going to eat myself. And especially just being the very first time making this and following a recipe, I was like, let's stick to what it's supposed to be like, and then we can vamp another time. But there are other instances where I do want to just like look at people and be like, why? Where was the logic in that? Why are you doing it like this? And I know I can't, but I would love to still correct people when they're doing something just horribly wrong. And so I'm just wondering if there's a nicer way of doing it and, or if I should just, you know, (laughs) keep my mouth shut. But specifically for family, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut because, well, at least that, that ship has sailed a long time ago. Would love the advice. Love both of y'all. Y'all are amazing. Thank you. This is what you do. You find a friend that is like-minded and then you start a podcast called But Am I Wrong? <laughs> I love that you asked us about this specifically because there's nobody else that w- understands this in my life like you do. Yeah, this is, this, 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 I could have made this phone call mm-hmm. in the past because this is me. Mm-hmm. And like this exact call could have been made but I have made a new rule where I do not allow anybody else in the kitchen with me mm-hmm. for the same reason. And I'm more easygoing with friends, but with family, <laughs> I have a strong mallet, I shall say. Um, <laughs> I've sent you screenshots. Oh, I know. I, bitch, why do you think I'm laughing? Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. I What I've learned to do is just to remove myself from yes. the situation. And that's because I I also feel that I am right. And why are you making these decisions? Why are you doing these things? And so I've just simply removed myself from the situation. If like with the cooking thing, if you want it done right, you have to do it yourself. And so, you know, I'm sure that person had the best intentions. Megan's sitting here saying, 
Depends well, depend on the Italian on the sausage. It's a one to one. To me, I'm like, no, chorizo has a different texture, without a doubt, and it's not a it's not a substitute for me. To me, those green things, onions different flavor than a white. Well, onion. also you can't cook with them the same way. Right, like a shallot, sure, like go for it. No, I so because my thing with like the food substitutes, because you said it's not just this. So I would say for like the food substitutes, I know it's your dad, but like, I think I'm gonna tell a little story. So. This has happened twice in the last week. And I'm not happy about it. And this is why I'm saying like, I'm not trying to say like, well, it could be this. So for me, when I think of like repurposing things for food, where it's like, oh, one-to-one, like I'm thinking that I'm coming at it from two frames of mind of what was available at the grocery store. I already thought ahead with this and I'm just going to swap it. If it doesn't turn out well, I'll swap for something else. And it's not enough that I'm going to then pivot what I'm making. Like, I'm not going to like, I'll lean and change the flavors up a little bit, or it's a, this is what we have. I'm repurposing it. That's what I mean. So like, those are things that I'm like, okay, those are two very different things. And then there is the, I'm not putting any thought into this. And by proxy, I'm not putting any thought into the, your experience with this thing. And that feels like negligence and like fucked up and like you're not even thinking about me. And so this is my story. I wanted to have Mac. We were coming up with some dinner plans for this past couple of weeks. And one of them was uh, I had recently tried the Bonza dairy-free macaroni and cheese. And I had told you about it. I was like, really good. Great. And so we bought, well, we bought, Mott's, Mott's bought a box and then realized that it wasn't the dairy-free version. Then we bought another box. It was a dairy-free version. And I was going to make it. And then he was like, no, no, totally. I got it. And I was like, okay. And he made it. And I put it in my mouth and I go, <laughs> what did you do? And he goes, what? And I go, this is not right. And he goes, what do you mean? I smell it. And I said, did you put vanilla almond milk in this? Oh. And he went, well, yeah, it's the almond milk we have. And it said you needed a liquid. And I was like, and did you think that that would taste good? That good? And he takes a bite and he goes, it tastes fine. I can see in his eyes. He thinks it's disgusting, but he's like trying not to. And I was like, here no like the logic of cooking is it's for the texture so we've got dairy-free butter in there that's what to add or if you need it like do the water like and if you first of all if you don't have to ask me 100 points if you have to ask me okay i'd still rather you ask me than just like roll with it and i was like i can't eat it like i can't stomach it and then we were doing a redo like two nights later and he made some more and then he like just poured in like almost a cup of water and it was like macaroni soup. And I was like, what? Like, what? Why did you give him a second chance? Well, that? Because I'm trying to be nicer. Like, and I hear the thing, like, I'm very much the same when it comes to like in the kitchen cooking food stuff. And the phrasing that is, I've heard that like very much rings true and that I remind myself is like, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? And in the situation of having fucking vanilla almond milk in my macaroni and cheese I want to be right because I am happy then mm-hmm. but I'm not all, it's not always with everything so my biggest advice <laughs> is get a friend to vent once you remove yourself from the situation where you can't be nice yep I'm gesturing to Melissa and I because uh-huh. like that's the thing like I've had times like friends pe- like people where I don't agree with what they're doing or they're like it's not good and like my you know, what's that word? Like the, 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 there's, there's a thing in ADHD where it's like a sense of like justice or rightness or like when something's like, when something's wrong that you can't 
not like it becomes it's like an over an overt sense of justice, like not being able to like stomach something. And like you can put yourself in situations that are like either not safe or you go f- far too fucking hard on mm-hmm. something. So there are things for me where I'm like, is the person am I saying this? Are they going to be receptive to this? Because the issue is <laughs> if they aren't going to see that I'm right, I will be more mad and I will start to get more mad. So yes. I weigh the situations of, OK, I know that I'm right. Are they, is there, are they going to know that I'm right? Like, is there any fucking chance and hope? Because at that point, I will, I will lose myself trying to prove that I'm right. Me too. And I start getting belligerent to the point where nobody understands. And And I'm not, and I get so angry and and mad. And it loses my argument. And then mm -hmm. I don't, and then I'm not liking how I'm behaving. So for me, I'm like, if I won't, if you won't, if I know from the first thing that I say, or from our longstanding relationship, if this A is not fucking worth it, like happy versus right. Or am, are you going to see, are you going to change your perspective to then see that I'm right? If not, fucking abandon shit. Mm-hmm. And I just hop off. And if it's something that's like, if it's something that like I truly find egregious or horrible, I <laughs> I will remove myself from the situation immediately. If it's something that I'm like, whatever, I will listen i will nod i'll be like okay i will say here but i will not listen yeah i will i will i will make it clear my my stance and just be like i you know i don't i don't totally a phrase that i've used with friends before when i can't physically remove myself from situation i'm like i don't think i'm exactly the right audience for this conversation we see this very differently i don't think i'm gonna give you the kind of sounding board you want for it i stomached it and then I come home I complain I text Melissa I like y- y- like vent about it to Mots and then I I move on mm-hmm. but when you're someone who like has a sense of like I know that I'm I'm right in these instances there are times when when you when you actually truly know you're right all that it needs to matter is that you know you're right yep. but when you're trying to to convince other people that you're right people will build up walls against that. So like, here's what I think about food things. If it's edible and it's not done in like, it's it's not done like with, if, if it's done in like a convenience or a need base, not like a negligence, like whatever, I don't care. Like it's fine. And then it's like, well, you should be considerate of your guests because I care versus like, you know, things are expensive and I'm trying to like make things work and like do what I can do with them. There's a learning curve there and all of that. If you can, if you push, push too much on people like that, people stop trying and they start standing their ground in something that they might not really care that much about because they feel attacked. So everybody's learning, figuring things out at like different speeds, different paces. And like Melissa said, if you want something done right in that sense, I don't think that's the same thing in the, with like, you know, cleaning and relationships and partners, because that's how weaponizing competence happens. But for certain things that are not, <laughs> that aren't like inedible, they aren't life or death or they aren't things like that. You have to, you, you relinquish control when you involve other people. Mm-hmm. And you just have to weigh the situations where you're okay with that. Sometimes we're not okay with, I'm not okay with that. If there's people who's, I don't want to eat the stuff that I will eat ahead of time. Yes. And I will be like, I'm I'm totally good. Like whatever else I can have is like bonus, but like I can't control 
everyone and everything to do what I want to do because it might not be what they want for them. Mm -hmm. And then again, like you said, like I'm not going to be proud of how I act in that way when I'm trying to convince you. Because for the things I really know that I'm right, I don't feel the need to convince you. You know, even um, I've had friends like for holidays, they're like, let's get together and cook. But they're not like some friends don't actually cook. They're just bringing things. And so I know the specific dishes that I want to enjoy. And those are the dishes I'm going to bring. They're like, oh, we can buy a turkey. Absolutely not. You're not buying turkey. Mm -hmm. It never tastes good. Mm -hmm. Like macaroni, things like like they're like you you can buy a Costco pie. Go for that. Yes. Yeah. But certain things, if you want them done right, you have to do it yourself. Or like in this instance with your dad, you set the ingredient. If you want to like have this experience of y'all cooking together, you get the ingredients and set them out first. Yeah. And then that way it's more of them just handing you things that are already there. Yeah. That's what I do with the little kids when they want to help cook, you know, because I have no control over how they're what's going to go on. So I just simply put things out. Control what you can. And then let them hand me things. Mm -hmm. Or like if it's something like I want to do this, already measure it out. And they're just essentially dumping it. And then I'll let them stir a little bit. But then I'll take control. of. Yeah. And I've definitely been guilty of like doing this to Matson cooking. And he's like, I love you, but like, this does not make me feel like good about learning this. And I realized that because to me, a lot of this, I've had a lot more experience. A lot of it's more innate to me that like, if I'm critiquing the way that he's doing something that's again, not putting vanilla almond milk in this, but it's like, you know, dicing things. If it's, as long as things are happening, if it's safe Mm -hmm. and like, as long as you're looking at it, you're using the sharp knives. And if they're they're not the dice that I would do if you're, you know, slicing, not dicing and all of those things. Like I used to be like, oh, well, why would you this? Like, wouldn't you do this, this? If it's not harming anyone in anything, like then I'm just critiquing someone who's learning and who doesn't have as much experience. And then that's how I feel if we're doing something and it involves like spelling or something. And I'm like confused about how to spell something. He's like, well, it's this. And I'm like, well, that made me feel dumb because you made it sound really obvious. And it's like, my brain just doesn't work that way. And my experience and your experience will we will always have a, a, a different level of that. Like there's a difference between like weaponized incompetence and someone who's at a different part of like the learning curve. Mm-hmm. And when you can kind of push too hard, people, yeah, they they dig their feet into something that then they aren't going to grow and they aren't going to change in that way. Like there's a, people might realize that you're right at different levels, like different times down the line. I love that, too. Yeah. When I can come back and be like, see, I was right. And I've had friends who before, like, you know, they've talked to lots of our friends about a situation and then they talked to me about it. And after I said, like, what I thought, they were like, oh, Mm -hmm. and I was like, what? And they're like, no, like, I kind of thought that's what you're like. No one else said that. And like, I wondered if like, I think you might be right, but like no one else said that to me. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, I don't know what you're going to do with that information, but like. I'm just going to say that 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 piece there. And that feels <laughs> when someone like can then loop back to you and circle back and be like, yeah, you were definitely right. That is far more gratifying than trying to convince someone in the moment that you're right when they're never going to mm-hmm. realize that. And there are different ways to do lots of different things. I think it's categorizing things into safety, enjoyment. And that's kind of really it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is it safe? Is it enjoyable? Mm-hmm. Then it it is what it is. You can do it differently. 
when you're going to do it. But as long as no one's being harmed, there's no point to cause harm by hurting people's feelings. That's why you vent to it, to a friend who has a similar viewpoint as you. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, now it's time for Don't Blame Them. Woo! Don't Blame Them is where a listener calls in one of you. They don't call one of you. Hi, it's me. Um, They call in with their own advice pertaining to a call we aired on a previous episode. So maybe they have personal experience. Maybe they have professional experience. It could be about relationships. They've been through something similar. They have a close friend who has, they've got a degree in it, or they love the sound of their own voice, which cannot fault them for. All right, let's do it. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am calling about the episode Girlfriend Doesn't Love Me Like She Loves My Ex for some advice. Uh, about a year ago, I had an ex-boyfriend who basically would talk about his girl, his, one of his ex-girlfriends all the time and about how, like, if she didn't move away, like, they would still be together, that sort of thing. And, like, he, like, admitted to me several times that, like, he's still in love with her and stuff like that. And I just remember, like, it really hurting my feelings and it made me question myself, like, okay, am I, like, not good enough for him? And the way that the caller, at least, seems to phrase it isn't, I don't want to, like, compare situations or, like, minimize the caller's feelings at all, but I feel like it's different saying, like, it doesn't feel like your first love, because I still remember my first love, um, and, like, I still have, like, a certain amount of love for her from, like, our past. Like, she made me kind of who I was, who I am now. Like, I definitely based a lot of my relationships now off of those experiences on what I did and I didn't like. But I think saying, like, it isn't like your first love, it isn't her telling you call it that she doesn't have a love for you it's just different i don't know if that makes any sense but i definitely think you should talk to her about it open and honestly because if you're still questioning that and if she ever brings up her ex a lot like that is a red flag and i just don't want you to be put in the same situation as i was with my ex and he was like i'm still in love with my ex-girlfriend so it's really good that you're self-aware and I'm thinking about you and hope it all works out. Thanks again, you guys. Love the podcast. Bye. I think there's just two different kinds of people in the world. People who look at their ex and go, I will always have love for you. And people who are like, what was your name again? There's three. Oh, and like, I fuck will, them. I will always have love for you or I will always love you uh-huh. or fuck them or... Or what like, that? what's your name again? Yeah. Like just what you know it is and i think that that is kind of one of those things that like you you kind of have to perfectly match up with who you're going to be dating afterwards with that like you gotta have similar or relatable or respecting each other's origin stories Mm -hmm. with that because if you have like a really contentious first love and like it was like really bad and toxic like you know might might not be paired really well with someone who's like I will always love them in a way. Yeah. Like, I think two people who are like, I will always love my ex in a way. That makes sense to me. That, you know, it's just, you got to match it up in a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's like, I was going to say, go fish, except that's not a matching game. Isn't it? I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways. All right. Well, let's close this out. Rounding it out. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Leave us reviews if you did on Apple Podcasts. And you can also review Spotify and the individual episodes on Spotify, which we appreciate. Uh, on Spotify, uh, someone said the only positive thing about Mondays 
is new content from Megan and Melissa Universe. Oh my God, it's so Thank nice. Thank you. Do you also think we're raging bitches? <laughs> Undeserved. That's like the real caveat that people need to be like, do you think I'm a bitch when it's not deserved? And then cite your source. Like when? Mm-hmm. Why? I like improving. Do you know what I mean? Some things when people are like, you interrupt too much. I go, I'm working on it so hard. So, so hard. And it, there are certain ADHD things. I'm like, I promise you, they piss me, piss me off more than they piss anybody else off. But then there are other times that I'm like, just let me know. Because if I'm, I like constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. If I'm being awful, tell me. Because sometimes I'm being awful on purpose. Sometimes I'm not, you know? Correct. So. All right. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Call us for upcoming episodes um, and stay tuned for the rest of the slate of content that yeah. we're giving you this week. And as always, you can join our Patreon. And I really appreciate after we did like ask people to call in, a lot of people called in. So I think sometimes people just get too comfortable with listening and forget that you actually have to contribute to the show as Again, well. Again, as someone who has accidentally built her entire platform on a bunch of neurodivergent people listening, it makes perfect sense to me mm-hmm. that like, Sometimes I forget. I'm like, oh, I have to actively participate in this thing. Let me call you. So we've got some great calls coming up, but keep them coming. We love it. See you tomorrow. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa D. Montz, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production sound and editing by Coco Lorenz. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. And music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter.